Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have a great guest on because one of the big challenges that a lot of business owners have is when it comes down to really how do you address your niche market or niche market and a lot of times people struggle with that because they're like, hey, I have two different types of audience to serve. And when I talked to Kenneth and really understood what he's doing in his business, I was like, you know, that's a very creative way to address two completely different markets. And also he's in the tax field. So he's definitely wrestling through a lot of the tax challenges. So we'll definitely talk about that. But I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Kenneth Omoruyi. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much, Darrell. So nice to be here. I uh, really thank you for the opportunity to be able to be on the platform. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we jump into the details about, like I said, how you work through that strategy of, like I said, developing multiple businesses so you can serve different niches, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I graduated uh, with accounting degree and uh, uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, from Nigeria, a African country. Did my master's at University of Southern California, uh, master's in business tax. So my, my background is mostly in accounting and then in tax. And I'm a CPA in the state of Texas. So I have a license called uh, the Enrolled Agent License, which is mostly tax, tax based. But outside of accounting, uh, one thing that I, I, I actually, I, I would say I fell into uh, academics a couple of years ago is, is teaching. So I also teach at uh, the community college here in Houston, Texas. And, and I've actually been really loving that. Awesome. Now, when you came from Nigeria, I guess, were you already studying some form of accounting and business or was that something you fell, you came into once you got to the U.S.? No, actually, so my first degree that I had in Nigeria was uh, accounting and I, I started my career off in the oil and gas field. I worked for a multinational called uh, Wilbur's Oilfield oil field Service Company and uh, yeah, actually started my career off uh, with oil and gas after I graduated uh, from accounting. Okay, awesome, awesome. So now, as you kind of started your, your career off in accounting, did you go the normal public accounting route first? and Or how did you kind of navigate that journey? Well, interestingly, no. Um, so I my, my, my career trajectory has been pretty um not traditional um or pretty not conventional most students right up right out of college they go into public accounting i actually never went into public accounting um right out of college i went into the oil and gas industry and it's interesting because most of the people uh well maybe back then who ventured out of uh, uh public accounting they probably come into oil and gas or nowadays they move into tech you know oil and gas was a big thing then um, but now I think the, 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 the next big thing or the new big thing is the, the tech industry so um, yeah I, I went straight into oil and gas and I've spent most of my career uh, in oil and gas actually. Gotcha, gotcha. Now what was it about you know in starting your own firm like at what point in your kind of your journey did that kind of come about? So um, I, I worked with Wilbur's in Nigeria, then when I moved to the U.S., I also worked with Shlombi J. It's an oil feed service company also, as well. Um, uh, I My last day, I remember very, very well. My last day I worked with uh, Shlombi J was uh, December 28, 2018. And, and significantly is because it was my kid's first birthday. 
So uh, I happen to have a set of triplets, and uh, <laughs> so um, and and uh, I, I think mostly the the trying to make sure I'm I'm really I mean I mean their lives really drove the decision uh, for me to uh, you know branch out of corporate uh, you know America and then start my own business and mostly to be able to control my time to be able to uh, have to have that flexibility that I needed uh, to, to, to be in my kids' lives. Awesome, awesome. I, I love that. I mean, it, it, when you when you think about, you know, starting a business, I do think that that flexibility of being able to build it around, like I said, the life you want to have it, it, is amazing. And I guess in doing that, I'm curious, you know, how was that, you know, that journey of transitioning from, you know, working in you know someone else's business to working in your own firm and building that up how were the early stages of that it's 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 it definitely wasn't an easy journey it wasn't an easy uh, it's always very difficult there's this sense of apprehension there's this sense of uh you know scared there's so much fear when you want to branch out uh from the quote unquote the comfort zone so that zone that is not very comfortable uh you know, place, I mean, for everybody, but the truth is, if you never branch out, if you never take a step out of your comfort zone, you never really experience the power of uh, trying, uh, the ability to be able to branch out of your comfort zone. Somebody puts it like this, that there's, there's no, um, there's no comfort in the growth zone. When you're growing, there's no comfort and there is no growth in the comfort zone. So I, I think branching out of my comfort zone, which for the most part, no, not my life, uh, you know, right, up, uh, right out of college was something that was really tough for me. But I, I'm looking back, I'm really grateful I did uh, make that, that transition. Awesome. Now, speaking of comfort zone, now, one of those areas for a lot of business owners, especially those in accounting and finance, they struggle with is really getting comfortable or really finding out what is their niche, like who is their target audience. And I know when you and I talked, you know, you talked about, you know, hey, that that balance of when you're working with high net worth individuals from a tax perspective, what they need is completely different from what your average person needs. So how did you kind of navigate, you know, how you were going to serve both audiences? Well, generally, um, I have two uh, clientele base that I currently serve because I run two firms. So one of my companies is CKO, CPAs, and advisors. So like the typical CPA firm, most of the clients you come across are clients that want to have a relational, uh, build relationship with you uh, so that from time to time you go over their financial statements, talk to them. Sometimes they want to share stories with you even more than you are willing to uh, know about them. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I don't want to, let's not even go into that, but yes. Uh, so the, we call those relational clients. And um, I mean, for the most part, many of these clients are, they, they are, they are um, you know, six figure clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, high network clients as it were, they have small businesses and uh, some of them actually also um, have, you know, investments, and then you you want to you know discuss across various uh, uh, kind of uh, you know you know fields with them. But with my other firm, which is called Zanda Tax Z A N D A Zanda Tax, 
it's a more um, transactional kind of uh, you know firm that uh, deal with you know low to medium income earners, um, mostly people who uh, who would typically call the end income credit kind of clientele base. Um, uh, we 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 mostly with the, the main goal why we started standard tax is to be able to bring the CPA level kind of service to people and small individuals and small businesses that otherwise could not afford uh, the CPA uh, services. And it's been interesting. I promise you, it's really been interesting to be able to uh, see the dynamics of both clientele play out. But I, I, for me, it's more like a journey than a destination. So, and I'm enjoying every 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 bit of it. Gotcha. Now, I'm curious as to, you know, as you kind of think about those two different firms, since the clientele is different, I mean, are your, your marketing efforts or your, I say, client acquisition efforts, are they uniquely different between the two firms? And I guess, how do you manage that? Absolutely. Yes. You, 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 you hit it right, right. The, the nail on the head. So the, the way we market to both clientele is very, very different. For example, uh, with Xander Tax, we actually partner with some of those uh, check cashing places. I'm sure you're probably familiar with Speedy Cash, Payday Loan. So we've partnered with some of them. Uh, I'm in Houston, Texas, and we have a couple of them in Houston. And, and, and we are able to talk to some of the owners and then have like a little kiosk inside those check cashing places such that when their clientele base uh, or their clients come into the check cashing places, then we're able to uh, have access to them. Then with CKO, CPAs and advisors, we are able to market online. We, we, we have a platform on, on Intuit Pro Advisor. I happen to also be an advanced QuickBooks certified Pro Advisor. We get clients on that platform. And then, you know, uh, search engine optimization, Google ads and, and all of that. We also get a very good number of uh, clients from our referral from our current clientele base. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love it. I love it. So, you know, as you think about, you know, the, what's the, the future look like for, for your firms? I mean, we're, we're, the journey of where you started to where you are now and what are your kind of your, your, your views for where do you think the, the firms are going to go next? Well, uh, I happen to not only just be also forecasting my accounting, I also teach. So I'm also an educator. So uh, and ultimately, my, my goal is really to um, you know, focus more on my uh, my educational piece, so that way I can uh, devote time to grooming and growing the next uh, generation of accounting leaders, and and that's really that's really my my, my passion. Uh, most of my life has been with you know I've been very involved with community people mentorship and 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 I think uh, you know outside of accounting that's what I want to do. But with respect to the question you asked me, what what do I see in terms of the future? is to be able to grow uh, you know, leaders from within the firm to a level where they can take over the, the firm uh, you know, partnership. So that way I, I can focus on the things that I, I love to do, which is of course, uh, you know, teaching. Awesome, awesome. Now, one of the other things that, you know, when I was looking at your profiles is the recognition that you've received. I mean, I, I believe it was, uh, was it 40, uh, 40 under 40? That's correct. Or, um, you know, how does it feel to receive that honor and recognition for your work? Well, I, I honestly believe it. To me, it's really humbling, really humbling, to, to say the least, because as somebody who graduated from um, 
uh, you know, outside the U.S. is not a typical journey for someone who came from outside the U.S. and then, uh, you know, is able to really, uh, you know, get in and, you know, fraternize with the system that currently exists in the accounting profession. But one thing I will, I will say without, uh, you know, missing words is that I'm really grateful to the accounting, specifically the, the CPA profession in the U.S. And uh, I, I cannot stress that stress that enough. Um, when I came here, I, I actually, you know, went into the CPA journey to become a CPA. And ever since I became a CPA and uh, been also very involved with the CPA society, uh, I'm involved with the CPA society at the level of the, uh, you know, the state and at the national level, it's really been very, very rewarding. And, and, and that's one thing I, I, can, I, can, I can say that really contributed to that. Awesome. That is amazing. And, and definitely very proud of you for the, the, the work that you're doing and, and the impact that you're having. So, you know, if people are interested in reaching out to you for your services for either firm or just to, you know, to see the great things that you have going on, where's the best place for them to find you online or on social media? Yeah, well, our website is uh, ckous.com. So ckous.com. So that's the website for CKO CPAs and advisors. Uh, we also have a, a you know a social media presence, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, and and uh, you know all the, across all the social media platforms. Okay, awesome. Now before we go, one of the things I want to ask about where well, you mentioned about enrolled agents. And a lot of people don't really understand what an enrolled agent is. And for the few people that do understand, there really aren't many resources out there for enrolled agents to become better at what they're doing. You know, can you tell us what an enrolled agent is and what resources are you excited about for enrolled agents to get access to? Yes, thank you, Therese, for bringing up that question because I, I really love to dwell on this. Uh, so when i was on my journey to becoming a cpa i uh, took uh, the regulation part which is one of the you know parts of the four parts of the cpa exam and it's mostly focused on tax and then um i i happened to have known about enrolled agent license before then and i then went on to take the enrolled agent exam and, and, and i was able to i'm grateful i passed that exam so the enrolled agent license is a license that is granted by the Internal Revenue Service. So if someone asks me what are enrolled agents, so I'll say think about it like CPAs for the IRS. So, <laughs> so in other words, the CPA have their own version of the, the, the sorry, the IRS have their own version of the of their own exam of the CPA exam out there. So it's called the enrolled agent license. And then they they grant the license with that license, you are able to represent taxpayers before the IRS and unrestricted. Um, and we, we're currently building a platform uh, for all enrolled agents. It's called enrolledagent.com. So E-N-R-O-L-L-E-D-A-G-E-N-T.com. One word. So enrolledagent.com. So the idea in one, in as, as quickly as I, as I can put it, the idea behind enrolledagent.com is to be the Amazon for anything tax related so wow. that everyone can have access to tax professionals and then be able to um, you know, get their tax uh, problems or issues resolved. 
not a lot of people know about the enrolled agent license like they do know the CPA license, but there are so much. I tell you, Terrain, there are a lot of people who are getting into trouble with the IRS or having their, uh, their tax return being audited because whoever prepared their tax return, you know, had a lot of crazy, you know, a lot of mess on the tax return, um, trying to find professionals who can help them out. And enrolled agents are, you know, people who can ask, who can be very, very helpful uh, to them. So we created this platform to be able to give access to those people. And you can go on the platform and just search for enrolled agent by zip code. So just put your zip code and all the enrolled agents within your zip code is going to, you know, uh, you know, populate, then you can call any of them and, and reach out to them for any tax help. Interesting fun fact about the enrolled agent is that the enrolled agent license is older than the CPA license. Wow. <laughs> that is a fun fact. It's one of those things that I tell people uh, a, a lot of times like when people reach out to me and they're like, you know, because I am a CPA, they're like, oh, I need help with my tax return. It's like, well, let me be very clear. I don't focus <laughs> on tax. Like, you know, yes, I'm a CPA. I understand it more than the average person. But when you really need tax support, you want to, you know, get someone who really knows that. And, and that's one of those things that I see a lot of times with people are like, oh, I go down, you know, this person prepares my taxes. And, you know, I, I wonder, I'm like, okay, all right, what makes you feel like that person really understands <laughs> to be able to properly prepare your taxes? Because, yeah, right. I've seen some people get audited and things come up because I'm like, yeah, you want to make sure you're working with someone who really does understand taxes and understand your situation. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we go, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on, I mean, when you think about, you know, your journey and you think about your experience, you know, in, in supporting companies from a tax perspective, as well as being an educator in accounting and finance, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Well, um, thank you for that question i mean for the most part i, I want to tell them to just it, it's tough doing business i mean if you start a, a small business and you're trying to scale and and, and you know you, you just have to be ready for it there's statistics out there that uh, uh more than 50 percent of small businesses fails within the first uh three to five years so it's 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 really scary when you hear that and and with, with that said it's possible it is possible so just uh when you for me just set out your mind that whatever comes you're going to you know uh keep keep pushing you know never never give up too easily there's there's so much opportunities out there reach out to people for help you know and if there are things that uh you you probably need help with there's a ton of resources especially with this current day and age where the world is a global village right so um, you can reach out to people across the globe for help and you, you should be able to uh, do well. And then also just live a life that is worth, um, live a life where such that when people hear your story, uh, you know, it's worth reading, it's what, uh, you know, it's, it's worth it. You know, just don't just, don't settle for anything that is uh, ordinary, you know, just do, do as much as you can to maximize the potentials that you have, because as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the ultimate measure of a man, you know, is not where he sits in his time of comfort, right? On time of convenience, but 
where he stands in his time of in his time of adversities, challenges, and um, controversies. So, I mean, that's a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. But I, I wanted to throw it, throw it in there because it's very important to 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 be you know to be resilient in anything that we do. Awesome! I love it. I love it. Well, Kenneth, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's definitely been a pleasure having you as a guest on and all great, you know, great wishes to you and the continued success and all the things that you're doing. Thank you so much, Darren. It's a pleasure. And you're doing amazing work in this platform. I really, really wish you the very best. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.